Thanks for tuning in to the Life in the Front Office podcast. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And thanks to Suja Organic for their support. Remember, you can get 15% off any one-time pack on shop.sujajuice.com with the code LIFO, L-I-F-O. And enjoy today's episode. Welcome to today's episode on the Life in the Front Office podcast presented by Suja Organic here with the Ohio University Sports Administration Series Life After Court Street. Excited for our guests today in Preston and Kiki McClellan, along with my co-host Laura Waters-Brown. Fun part about this one, series finale, uh, season two series finale, and we're going to wrap it up with Preston, Preston and Kiki have been uh, crushing it ever since Court Street and um, looking forward to talking to the to the both of them about kind of their career paths, um, where they're going, what they're doing. And uh, Laura, why don't you kick it off with uh, the great state of Ohio? But Kiki of Preston, two of my favorite people uh, to come through the to through the program. I think you know all of us have a very unique and interesting. I don't know if anybody else in the history of the OU program kind of have this followed each other through and then combined and then came back and then still connected storyline, but you both have a very non-traditional post-Court Street career path. And I just think that's so amazing because I think uh, students, people come to Ohio University because they want to get into sports, right? And their version of sports oftentimes coming into the program is very much traditional. I want to go to sponsorships. I want to go into sales. I want to do this, 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 and this in these buckets. And both of you have kind of broken the mold and (laughs) gone your own route. So we'll do things evenly, but we'll start with ladies first because, you know, that's the vibe we are on today. Uh, (laughs) uh, But Kiki, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing since you left the wonderful streets of Athens, Ohio. Yeah, so um, originally, you know, going into Ohio, I was pretty much dead set on working in traditional sports, in in golf, in marketing, and who knows what. Um, and it was actually during my MBA year of the program where one of my classmates looked at me during one of our session during one of our class and classes and was like so can you explain to me why you're wanting to go into golf again when all you're reading is uh, bodybuilding.com articles and things about fitness and training and diet and all this stuff and I was like well I'm here for you know sports so we're doing the sports thing and I'm this is just something that I like doing and he was like I'm pretty sure you could probably do something in fitness if you wanted. Um, and literally ever since that day when Michael Palfrey was like, no, you can definitely like do something with what you're actually passionate about instead of this like fake passion for golf. Um, so I remember immediately after that class, I went home into my, um, you know, apartment at the summit and started business plans and ideas and just writing ideas down for Kiki the brand and what I kind of wanted to do in the fitness industry. So um, my first job out of Ohio, honestly, I was just trying to find something in Jack or yeah, in Jacksonville where Preston was. Uh, So I ended up working as like a marketing coordinator for a gym, a local gym. It was sales, 
And then I was like training some on the side while I was earning my um, PT certification. Um, and I first started my, like my first competition prep. So kind of both of those things combined led me to where I am now. Um, the first job was a literal joke. I should, uh, with having two master's degrees and um, my undergrad, and I was like checking people into a gym, it was, it was, uh, I felt very, <laughs> I don't know the right word, undervalued, or I was just doing stuff that like I could have done out when I finished high school. Um, but good thing with that, you know, it kind of led me to my uh, current boss with uh, Team Boss Bodies. She's my competition coach. Um, honestly, after my first competition, I was just super like excited and got the bug bit of bodybuilding and told her, I was like, well, I will literally do whatever you want me to do for free. Uh, to help you grow the business, to help understand more about this whole bodybuilding thing and just really kind of dive into it. So it was kind of, it felt like I was taking a couple steps back since I already have worked for free for all of the sports internships that's, that I've done. Um, but that ultimately led to, you know, me working underneath her doing a lot of the managerial kind of stuff. Uh, she doesn't have a particular um, business background by any means. She's just, she was just like a competition coach. So I was able to help her start the business and do some of those business background things that she had no idea, like learning how to do Google drive, uh, being the main thing and teaching people how to email and get systems in place to make a team organized. Um, and then that led to me doing, um, being our team's training director. Um, and so in charge of 400 plus athletes, um, individual customized training programs. And then once I earned my pro card that allowed me to kind of move into uh, the one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. So all skills and lessons learned. <laughs> <laughs> in the traditional curriculum, not. I think you said something so powerful that I want to make sure um, gets across because the typical audience, we hope, which Jake, remind me to ask you about the body armor. If anyone ever actually listened and followed up, we need to see that. We did the challenge with Tara and we said anyone who listened to this, if they reached out to Tara, they would, she would stop their mini fridge with body armor things. We will definitely reach out. <laughs> I know, right? The body armor one, Laura, got shot down by Coke. So <sighs> we, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Challenge <laughs> happen, but. Back on track, back on track. Kiki, you said something that I think was so powerful. It literally took one person to tell you or see something in you and tell you like, did you think about this? to kind of make you snap out of this traditional, like, this is, this is like, these are my four options and that's it. Right. And this person was like, yo, like <laughs> there's a fifth option. You could take what you actually love it and, and take what you learn here at, at OU and like combine it. So I think that is so awesome. Um, and something that I think is so important for people to like, listen to the people around you right? Like when we, you know, going into Ohio and 
pursuing your graduate degree, it's a very standard or typical to go into, like you said, those silos of you're going to go into sponsorships or you're going to go into college athletics or you're going to do um, be in charge of this brand in their sports marketing or do this. And there was no one really in like the fitness space. So I was, I didn't even think of it as an option, Um, but it's kind of just creating your own opportunity. And like, I still, I mean, I use all of what I've learned at Ohio. I'm just translating it differently into the fitness industry, which it's a very immature industry um, when you compare it to the sports industry. So being able to take some of the things I've learned uh, working for the Cowboys or doing like my internships and some of the projects with Ohio and being able to translate that into not only like Kiki, uh, Coach Kiki, the brand, but also helping with uh, Team Boss Bodies, which is, would be kind of like a, call it like a club sport um, and and then with like the stuff with max effort as well, just kind of segmenting it differently than like the standard, you know, sports ad. Someone, someone should have just told Kiki, you can be an entrepreneur, like, like, and then, and then everything else will kind of just, there, there will be probably 17 things that you'll do. Kiki, I love that Michael Palfrey was the one who said that because I didn't know that. And Michael, had no football playing background, was accounting major at Auburn, and then is working in the NFL in football analytics, right? And like, he's doing it, right? And that's what he wanted to do. So it's, it's cool to see that uh, kind of transpire. Preston, um, you were in the golf industry as Kiki maybe had. Did you have a fake passion for golf because of Preston? Like, is that why? No, no. Uh, my dad was our high school golf coach. Um, so girl, I started playing golf when I was six and, you know, I just love golf. So it is, has nothing to do with the man, Jake. Yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing. I was a beer cart girl in college. So I just like being on the course and I just find it very peaceful and I still find it very peaceful. Um, but yeah, looking back now, like I definitely would not have fit in working in golf <laughs> at all. <laughs> I mean, Laura fit in something, wasn't it? So, thank you. Look, <laughs> for those who don't know, Kiki and Preston are also one of the uh, successful couples out of OU that met, engaged, married, all of the things, and are now both running a successful, what I want to call family business, honestly. Yeah, it actually is one business. So, so part of it right so like for those who didn't know level setting why yeah, yeah. that's funny to match the the uh jake's extremely great introduction of match made and whatever it was mm-hmm. we're kind of like a match made on course like we literally like met at the summit pool um at the summer and then we went like that night we were on court street together hanging out with the rest of my class so it was like right after you graduated laura actually so See? you're yeah. welcome <laughs> the rest is history yeah exactly yeah so yeah, I, think so I, think awesome. we, I think we were at the pigskin within like six hours of meeting each other so court you know the rest is history yeah the golf thing is actually funny because um that was like i didn't know that she played i got because like we knew each other like you knew like i wasn't like really that into golf in grad school I wasn't like i was playing all the time i wasn't necessarily like trying to work in golf 
Um, so we had never talked about it for like, you know, six weeks after we started dating. And I uh, woke up one morning in July that summer and uh, she was watching golf on television, like on her own. And I had never, like I said, we had literally never talked about it. And I was just like, wait, do you, and so I kind of like asked her about it and she like very clearly knew what was going on and was like into it. And I was like, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> like, when are we getting yeah. married? You know, so. Yeah. So yeah. does, is it, is it then safe to say maybe Preston, your passion and love for golf is a result of your amazing wife? <laughs> maybe so. I think, yeah. I think my pet, my life for my love for fitness definitely is because I definitely wasn't that into it prior to, well, it's actually kind of funny though. Cause like, that's a, a flip side. It's like, I got Kiki to actually lift a barbell for the first time. And then like, cause she came to the gym with me, like I was doing CrossFit and stuff in Athens when we first met and she, she was like athletic and did cheerleading, but I'd never like done gym style workouts and then when we moved to chicago um you got that job at the gym so it's kind of ironic that like he man. but he did not put a barbell in my hand no let's I mean, put it but that like, way we went to the gym together though yeah i'm trying to take a yeah. just a tiny bit of credit just a tiny there's bit. no credit <laughs> I, love it. I love it preston talk a little bit about your unique journey you you kind of became one of the one of the the guys, right? The voices in at the tour carving their own. I don't want to steal your thunder. Oh no, you're fine. Tell the people. Tell the people. The tour, yeah, it's been an interesting journey. I mean, I it's funny, like it talked about the silos at OU is like I actually went to Ohio University originally thinking I would like get out of the social media industry because like I wanted to uh well I didn't even know it was an industry at that time, but like in 2012 when I graduated undergrad. Um, I was journal. I had my my experience was in journalism and media. So like I worked for the athletic department as a sports information director. I was great at writing. Great at you know I had could uh, design publications. And I had started to experiment with at the time like you know Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Instagram had just launched. Hence my username that I still have. But um, <clears throat> and so I went to OU thinking like this isn't going to be a thing. Like you know I need to like get a business degree and understand like how to like drive revenue or whatever like raise money. And it was really like, I mean, you and I had these conversations a lot, Laura, when we were there together. It was just kind of like right time, right place. I started like, while I was there, I was like, oh no, this isn't going anywhere. Like this is actually going to get a lot bigger. And so I think within the first six months I had been at Ohio and started like poking around the athletic department and seeing the opportunities and meeting with Tom Simmons, our future class, my future classmate. I just kind of decided like, I think there's going to be some, so I didn't know exactly what it was, but I just realized that like my skill set, the ability to write, create content and also have some business uh, sense was really unique and I knew that I was gonna I was gonna ride that somewhere I had no sense of exactly what I wanted to do but so like while I was at Ohio I just basically tried to do that for as many different things as I could so you know I was the center I was the first or the second behind me I think Laura this digital GA you know helped relaunch the website there started the I started the Ohio Athletic Instagram account like I was the first person to ever logged in and created it just kind of fun, you know, just like uh, infographics were a big trend. So I did a lot of design stuff. It just kind of like, I just knew there was going to be a future in content. Um, and so then when I graduated the uh, Ohio, I actually just really, both really wanted to live in a big city. It was kind of like a bucket list for us. So I took a job with AJ Mastis and Navigate. And uh, we very quickly learned that we actually hated living in that type of city. So yeah. uh, it was a fun year, but um, I started looking for jobs in December, like about nine months after starting my first job, I was just like, nothing against navigate but it was like negative 10 degrees in, a, in chicago and we were having to walk everywhere and everything and it was like you know what let's just start looking around so i literally i found the pga tour job on a job board uh, most people don't realize like i wasn't like actively pursuing trying to work in golf even though i have even though i did play competitive golf growing up it ended up being a great fit so i applied off the job board um 
I found a couple, I found one Ohio alum, Phil Stambaugh in the alumni directory, who was hugely helpful in getting me an interview. Um, and then from there, I think I always say is like, you can always get someone an interview and then it's kind of the balls in your court. So I'm proud that I like, you know, secured the job at 24 years. I was barely 24 and they took a big risk on me and basically got hired in as like the third or fourth person working on social media at the PGA tour. Um, back in 2015, which seems like a, not a long time ago. Now there's, I think, Laura, you were there too. I think there's over a hundred people now that work on social media related things. So it was just there, right time, right place, but then really helped lead a lot of the growth. And then it turned out like while I was there is when I really like figured out how unique the, my skill set was. Like having now had the journalism experience, the writing experience, which I think is really what separates me. Um, but having all that and understanding what Ohio taught me, like how, how to drive revenue with that, how, like basically what, I think the easiest way to describe the value of Ohio is that we all know how to do all of the jobs. Like every sports job, we have a really good understanding, whether it's sponsorship, fundraising, event operations, like accounting, finance, media. And like what I always encounter in the world is very few people are like that in sports. Most people are really good at whatever niche they're in, but they don't, may not understand, like very few people understood what I actually did at the tour in terms of like, leveraging a relationship for content right but you did but all of you guys do because we do that I think that's the unique part about Ohio so anyway very long-winded answer but um I ended up just kind of having a similar journey where I just like I knew I was good at something and I had a passion for it and eventually decided to to leverage it and um towards the middle of last year the pandemic really just kind of changed our I think a view on what was success in life and I saw how successful she was in her own business and like the scheduling freedom that provided her and I was jealous of that. Um, and I wanted to figure out a way to do that for myself. And um, so we started talking about how we could do that together. And um, a lot of different factors last year of, of wanting to move some um, her, some, you know, getting closer to her family. We're just like, you know what? It's time. Like I'm 31, 29. Like we have no, no kids, no reason to not try something, nothing keeping us in Florida other than the job. So we kind of just took the big risk. I quit my job at the tour, started my own business. We sold everything basically and moved up here, uh, moved in with her parents for like two months while we yeah. tried to find a place. And thankfully we did. We bought five acres here, um, kind of just building our own little like homestead, which is, is super fun. It's so awesome. Like both of your stores, I know Preston, you talked about how, um, you know, I think your class it's crazy to think of where we've come from, from the OU brand to now. Like the grad students just wrapped up a project for us talking about inclusivity in Web3 and what that looks like to uh, NFT recommendations for women in sports. Like, and, and, and the fact that that's even a thing now, I think is so amazing and so awesome. And going back to Kiki's, point earlier it literally only takes one like we had I think it was seven of us were allowed to take the content is king class oh, yeah. um, at Ohio University as an elective we had seven spots um, and it was such an interesting for me that was my it takes one moment mm -hmm. to get into digital um, but now like it's such a big part of the curriculum so I think the theme if nothing else anyone who's listening to this, if nothing else, you get nothing else out of this, it's literally find your passion, right? And, and fit what you know to make your passion even more successful. Because I think that, that I think is the power of, to your point about at OU, you learn how to do all the things in sports, right? That's the power of it is you can take the 
the the knowledge and the the uh, strength of the connections and the network to really carve out your own thing because none of our first jobs out of school right really existed. Yeah, I know, right? Which yeah, is my, the title of the tour exists. I mean, yeah, you did it. The tour didn't even exist like when we were in school. You know. Yeah. Like the, the idea of having like, content and a high high level title is was like foreign, you know? Take the risk, people, take the risk. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you, if you, I would say like too, if, you're, if you feel entrepreneurial, you should try it. Even if you fail, you'll learn a lot from that. And it's like, I definitely like, you can do it. Like anyone can do it. like whatever you wanna do. It's like the whole manifesting concept has always been interesting to me. It's like, I don't think you can just purely manifest something, but like you really do train your brain, like whatever you continually tell yourself, tends to end up happening because that's how the brain works. So like, if you continue to tell yourself, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, you probably will. And I think that's like kind of mm -hmm. how we approach a lot of things. It's like a lot of our goals are like big and lofty and distant, but it's like, we'll get there. We just gotta keep keep doing it, you know? That's awesome. When the first, literally the, not the first ground uh, or vegetables come through or <laughs> in the farm, in the McClellan farm, like not the first, get the second one, I'll take, yeah, 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 that's a good call. It's definitely one of them has got so many weeds. I just learned that today. It's like we had a big rain yesterday, and like all these weeds just grew like literally in 24 hours. So now I'm even not even sure like what's a weed and what's a plant in a couple of the rows. So it's gonna be Preston is not a farmer. I'm learning. It's gonna be a slow process. Hey, you lifelong learner, right? Like that's yeah. it's all aspects of life. Right. The two apple trees I planted doing really well. They're growing See? like. Her. So that's the key. That's the key is learning what the soil of a good Ohio means. <laughs> apple trees. Apple trees. Laura, rapid fire. What do you think? Wrap up. Wrap yeah, up yeah, let's, get, let's get into it. Cause I think, you know, honestly, this conversation can go on for like ever because yeah, so we, many we, we will do episode number two soon at some point. Yeah. Also, can you believe Jake, they let us do a whole another second season. <laughs> uh, I mean, season three has got to be coming up here soon. Can we make that happen sooner rather than later? You know, I need. To I, yeah, 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 yeah. I got okay, you. Appreciate it. Um, okay, so rapid fire. I'll lead it off again. I'm very hopeful that Jake in season two has figured this out, but we'll see. Okay, quick questions. First thing at the top of, off the top of your brain, going back to your time on Court Street, are you drinking? A blackout or a hot nut? Blackout. I mean, probably both because they're very different points of the night. I never made it to the hot nut. Well, unless, <laughs> unless Kelly Johnson was paying for them um, from our class. Uh, definitely, definitely blackout. Yeah. I, I had that was probably, yeah. probably blackout though when I was. Uh, with Preston when <laughs> when he was in school and I was still an undergrad. Yeah, when Matt Lawson was still around, basically Poppers was free, so it was great. Yes, the concept of like being able to go back to Athens and drop $20 and buy shots for the entire bar, like that's just amazing in my yeah. mind. Yeah. 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 Laura, Laura, I'm going to golf for, for mine. Because Preston's, Preston's, he's gone from the tour now. He can actually say who's, who his favorite player is. Uh oh, okay. Favorite player. Oh, there's so many. I mean, I really like Rory. Rory was one of my favorites to work with and to watch and to work with. He's just such a, he's a gen, 
genuinely good dude he's really well read and educated and can talk to you about a lot of different things that are not just golf which i valued when i was out there rory because he's he's buff yeah yeah and he's fit <laughs> yeah yeah i like he it always, we, he would always get whatever i was doing fitness wise because we'd all he would always ask like what are you doing and all the other players wouldn't give a shit and we're to give it whatever but he he cares so that was always good that's awesome last rapid fire question Big Mamas after the end of the night. Are we going to Big Mamas or Deepy Doe? Easy for me. Deepy Doe? Yeah, Deepy Doe, 100%. I, I, mean, was, I, I was not never a big Big Mamas person. I just could never consume that amount of food. Like, I just always, like, I don't know. I, the Shout out to my two roommates, Dave Preston and Matt Godfrey, because right after we graduated, they did the Big Mamas Challenge. And uh, Dave completed it and still, like, almost every time we talk, he wears the t-shirt. Uh, Matt did not complete it. And we'll still tell you more stories about the 24 hours that followed. Pre Preston and I's uh, post bar was actually Slovakis. Yeah. We would get chicken oh, yeah. Yeah. and fries. Spicy fries from Slovakis. Yeah. yeah. So, it's so weird now because right like, I, I don't eat any of that stuff now <laughs> or consume anywhere close to that amount of alcohol at all <laughs> so Kiki, speaking of food I, I get to i get to ask the last one you had the donut wall at the wedding did you have a donut and which one was it did i have a donut at the wedding oh yeah probably all the sprinkled them. one sprinkled donut is my favorite Just, yeah i was yeah. wondering if you got like if you guys made it over to donut wall or or there's a picture. Obviously, you're busy, right? There's a picture of us feeding yeah, each other like, donuts. I think we like did it first or something to make sure that we got a donut because like got it. yeah, made the same. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> we're like, no, we're gonna make sure we eat these donuts. Yeah, yeah. Donuts. So that was the best donuts and wine, which came mm -hmm. from. Yeah. yeah, my sister made all of our wine for the wedding, and oh, then I had donuts. It was, my sister's starting like a real vineyard now good. too on their farm over in Cambridge. Yeah. Like, there's actually like vines in the ground now. So let me know where to send my check to get my bottle. Let yeah. me know. I think, I think it takes like what? We'll do a court. Years. We'll I'll make, have her do like a court street. Yeah, uh, court street blend. blend. That, that would be, be cool. fun. That would be, that would be great. That would be great. I love it. Program, we just started Yo, we could sell it. Program, program yeah. Ohio sports. I love app. it. I love it. Let's see. It. So Laura, so many good ideas first on, on, on the podcast, right? I mean, just. I love it. Preston, Kiki, really appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us on season two of Life After Court Street. Until next time. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Life in the Front Office podcast presented by Suja Organic. Remember, you can get 15% off any one-time pack on shop.sujajuice.com with the code LIFO, L-I-F-O. And remember, if you like this episode or you like the Life in the Front Office podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Really appreciate you tuning in and stay tuned for the next one.